welcome to my cockpit podcast interview with January's Builder of the Month. This month's interview is conducted by Vibal in association with FSBreak.net. My Cockpit is the largest home cockpit builder community in the world. You can access us at www.mycockpit.org. FS Break is a weekly audio podcast that covers all things about flight sim, including news, reviews, and much more. You can find out more information about FS Break at fsbreak.net. In this monthly edition of My Cockpit Podcast, we bring you interviews and discussions, all relevant topics to the home cockpit builder. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to MyCockpit.org's first podcast. The Builder of the Month for uh, January 2010 is our very own Leasim guys. And we have uh, with us um, the Leasim group. Uh, just to give you a background, uh, Leasim group uh, consists of three members, Per, Lars, and Pele. Uh, we have the privilege uh, of uh, Per and Lars uh, joining us this evening. Per, how are you? I'm fine. And Lars, how are you doing? I'm fine too. Thank you. So Lars, maybe uh, you can just uh, start off with giving a brief background about yourself, uh, a quick introduction for our members. Yeah. Uh, uh, myself, Lars Drabs, work in a technology company here in Westeros named ABB. Work with process industries and uh, such. And um, yeah, that's basically myself. I have a family work here in Westeros, three kids. And a wife. And, um, That's great, Lars. Um, and Per, would you introduce yourself uh, to our members? Yes, I also have a family and two kids. Uh, my son is in the same class as uh, Lars' youngest son. And uh, I work as a physician uh, here in our time, in our town. Uh, uh, I work as a specialist in neurology, and been. Uh, Flying around the FS skies for over 12, 13 years now. Well, that's really amazing. That brings us to a point which I, I actually picked up from the written interview that we had. Uh, both of you, or all three of you, actually met uh, in one of the kids, uh, your kids' birthday party. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, me and Lars uh, met at my son's birthday party. But uh, uh, Lars and Pelle has known each other for several years yeah, that, that's correct. Correct. I've known Pelle uh, since uh, I went in in high school, um, so uh, we known each other for a long time. And uh, Pelle has built built two aircraft uh, airplanes of his own, which he has flown around with since he has a, a certificate. But it, it's true. We met at uh, Per David's uh, birthday party, and it's it was quite interesting because I had never been at, at their house before and everything was very uh, clean and, and uh, very t- tidy and <laughs> suddenly I, in, in a room I discovered there was a, a joke what you say a joke flight joke or something a flight joke and that was a, I felt that this is something strange that shouldn't be here so <laughs> I, I had to ask what's that why is that in the house and then he he told me that this that was his passion to fly fly around the world in a flight simulator, so that that's how we actually um, maybe not met, but at least got to know our common interest. Wow, that's really interesting. Uh, are your kids also closely following your hobby, or are they just left the hobby to you guys? I think uh, Lars' uh, oldest son, Yuan, is is quite interested. Uh, that's right. He, he's 15 years old, and he's he's quite interested. That's that's true. 
Okay. Spent a couple of nights. Oh, I see. With us. Okay. What's very interesting about you guys is um, you didn't go for the usual Boeing 737. You didn't go for the 747. You didn't go for the 767. Or nor did you go for the Airbus 320. You guys went and uh, did a Learjet. Yeah, that's right. Uh, actually, at first we aimed for uh, 737 or uh, MD80 cockpit. We we thought about getting a whole cockpit from from let's say this the United States. Uh, but then we we uh, uh, I was introduced to to Pelle uh, via Lars and, and Pelle who is uh, skillful in building different things. He he. restore old cars and he had built two sports planes by himself together with his father uh, he told us uh, that it's it's easier to to build a mock up and he also told us that maybe we should aim for something smaller than a large uh, 737 or md80 cockpit so uh, that's how we we went this way Okay what's striking about a Learjet design uh, to me is um, it's very easy to find a 737 uh, and start building a 737 aircraft and you can probably achieve 70 60% of the aircraft because the parts are available off the shelf probably to some extent for the 747 and Airbus 320 a little difficult but still possible so i'm i'm presuming that you've kind of built up the entire model on your own yeah we have uh, actually several uh, other fellow builders uh, started build uh, or make produce uh, uh, learjet equipment uh, they are emerging from several sites jagan is one of them and uh, as you know eric tomlin is very uh, he has a lot of knowledge in this uh, field concerning the learjet so but when we started it was there were no equipment at all Uh, at first we we thought of buying uh, equipment from CP flight or or the other companies we thought of using uh, Boeing equipment uh, in our Learjet uh, simulator but uh, uh, one of my friends uh, told me about a German company Schaefer who uh, makes panels uh, all sorts of panels on demand and they had a neat little uh, uh, panel designing program that uh, I downloaded uh, from their website and, and from there we we started to design our own panels and and, and yeah that's basically it so you guys actually use a computer program to design the panels and uh, where did you actually do you have a cnc machine or uh, you you actually got it done from one of the vendors in sweden actually we have we have a friend here in our town uh, who, who has a he's got a, a cnc machine so Uh, he helped us uh, fabricating these panels okay and uh, where did you get the material um, uh, to actually get the exact panel layout for the lierger the dimensions uh, was that available on the internet for you or did you do have to do some more research uh, it was very difficult to get the dimensions of a lier jet uh, 45 actually but I managed to find on a, I think it was a German website I I found the uh, the 45 there were I think the the dimensions for one of the screens actually the the um one of the instruments I think it was the the RMU RMU unit the radio unit and I found the the uh, exact dimensions for for that one and then I calculated Uh, or estimated uh, roughly the size of the Learjet uh, 
Uh, and then we, we got in contact with a Learjet 55 pilot here in our town, and we had the opportunity to, to pay him a visit, and we, we made a lot of measurements in uh, Learjet 55 Longhorn, which is uh, it's, uh, a bit bigger than the Learjet uh, 45, but we got uh, the approximate uh, measurements. Oh, that's really fantastic. I'm sure it meant a lot of hard work. So is, is your entire panel um, resting on a wooden structure or is that based on aluminium? It's based on wood. Okay. Well, yeah, what it's resting on. The actual well, panel, panels the, are... The panels are made, made of uh, uh, 3mm ionized aluminium. Okay, great. But but the the, the basic structure is is of wood. Okay, and how did you manage to interface some the the switches and the LEDs and various devices on to the to Microsoft Flight Simulator? Uh, we use uh, Project Magenta, uh, and for interfacing we use the SIM boards from FlightTech Technology. Uh, yeah, that's really interesting. Uh, have you got the overheads working as well? Uh, actually, that's one of the uh, uh, that, that's one good part about the Learjet 45. It, it doesn't have an overhead panel, so it's easier to to build in that way. Uh, as our uh, project uh, evolved, we uh, ended up making a more customized cockpit, so uh, we allowed us to include uh, uh, an overhead panel which holds the uh, electronic flight bag. So actually, we have a finished uh, overhead panel. It's not an uh, um, panel uh, overhead panel as you see in most of the aircraft, but it's a more, let's say, modern overhead panel with a large screen uh, holding all the charts and, and, and manuals and everything you could possibly need for for the flights. So that makes your building a little bit easier then, because if I understand for a normal uh, or a Boeing or an Airbus, the overhead is a very complex in terms of logic. So uh, in that sense, maybe did you find it a little bit more easier? Yeah, that's that's uh, easier, of course. And if you if you're if you're using an overhead panel, you need uh, uh, more sophisticated software like the PE and systems, and uh, and uh, of course it's uh, higher price. We we have uh, the PMRG. Uh, software only uh, and uh, no other uh, software from Project Magenta. Maybe we will uh, include the, the PM systems later on, but not not now. Okay. Um, are you seeing a number of people showing interest um, uh, to build Learjets and are you seeing a lot of people asking you questions on your website now? We had some questions actually. Uh, one problem with the Learjet 45, if you if you have if you still use the uh, Flight Simulator 2004, it's uh, there aren't uh, really no uh, a good uh, Learjet model out there. Not uh, at least the Learjet 45. So you're you you have to use the default uh, Learjet 45, uh, and it has some disadvantages. Uh, the the flight dynamics part uh, is uh, is not very good. Uh, I had the opportunity to to download a program from uh, I don't recall his name, but he, he has a neat program where you can uh, uh, do a lot of changes and edits to to the flight dynamics. And uh, together with him and, and another friend here in 
in my hometown, we, we made some uh, adjustments to the flight model of the Lyrit, default Lyrit 45. So it's uh, much more flyable now compared to the default uh, uh, Lyrit 45. And that was based on one questions, question we got uh, from our website. We have added a download section where, where you can go and download this uh, uh, air file. Um, what about the backlighting seems uh, you have used some kind of UV lighting um, uh, to get those colors that I see on pictures, the, the, the pink color and the, the various other colors on the um, panels? Actually, we were very keen on, get, on getting a, a robust and durable uh, equipment. So, uh, therefore, we chose the, the uh, three millimeter thick ionized aluminum and, and if you use that sort of material, you can't get a backlit panel. Um, so we had to solve this in another way later on. So we use uh, like small spotlights with different colors, like UV light, uh, some white and blended with some red light, and, and this makes make all the, the text on the panels light up for us. Okay. That's that's pretty it's unique. Not, it's not it's not a true backlit, uh, but uh, these uh, all these small spotlights are are uh, they are small and they are placed in a way that they don't uh, disturb the the operation of the cockpit. So yeah, I mean I think you've done a fabulous job in at least giving that visual impact of a backlight, uh, although it may not be a backlight. Um, that's that's really pretty unique. I I, I also understand um, uh, you guys are looking for a new home for your cockpit. Yes, we do. It's situated in my garage now, and it's uh, it's not we it's, we don't have space enough to because we want to improve the the outside view. We plan on making uh, a curved uh, large uh, curved screen and, and use like uh, three projectors for outside projection. And uh, this is not uh, possible at the moment. What's, what's going to be your approach for a curved screen? I don't think uh, the woodwork of a curved screen will, will be a problem for us, since Pell is very good at uh, different uh, constructions, and, and he, he always has a good idea how to do things. Uh, the problem is to get uh, the flat uh, projector picture on, onto a curved screen, but there are uh, uh, sophisticated software that solve that for us. And also, we have friends here at the Air Museum in in, in our hometown that have, they have three simulators: uh, Convair Metropolitan, uh, DC-10, and also uh, military aircraft, the G-35 Draken. And they uh, spent the last three or four years uh, figuring out how to to project onto curved screens. So uh, we hope for some aid from their side. Okay. And I'm sure there are softwares available like Soul7 and others that you can look at um, uh, in that segment yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah that, that's correct. Okay. A family is sometimes an important and a difficult part of cockpit building, uh, your spouse and your children and things like that. So how are your spouses coping up with this hobby of yours? Because it can be expensive and it can be time-consuming. I, I think my, my wife is not too enthusiastic about it, but now when we finish the, the simulator, it's, uh, I think they're all relieved that is, we have finished it, and, and okay. I don't spend uh, that much time okay. now. So, so there's no, like, uh, shift for this? Um, you can go to the cockpit only two hours a day, nothing like that? Yeah, I can go, like, two, three times a week or something like that. <laughs> okay, that's good.
That's really good. Okay, great. So, um, what are the, some of the important resources that uh, were available to you to actually um, get the cockpit construction? Uh, which are the websites that you visited? What are the, um, besides, of course, the three of you and besides the aviation music that you talked about, are there other resources that you would recommend to your fellow cockpit builders? Of course, the internet meant a lot for for, for us, uh, gathering information and, and uh, sites like uh, My Cockpit is an excellent uh, tool to gathering information and uh, I think uh, all the people at My Cockpit are really wonderful. You can ask uh, just about anything and, and some will try to, to give you an answer or take time uh, figuring out how to, to help you in some way. So it's sites like that uh, that really helps. At a final stage here, we also have had a performer Lariat pilot uh, test flying our cockpit and giving very useful feedback to us. Actually, he he found the the default hand default Lariat handling much more difficult. Um, was it really realistic compared to to aircraft from the Project Open Sky Posky? So actually, we shifted from the Lariat 45 to a fleet of uh, several uh, aircraft in the same segment. So now we use our cockpit with like uh, Canada regional jets, uh, Embraers, and, and uh, aircrafts in a similar segment. Still, we use the the Lear 45, but uh, we have several aircraft. And this was due to the fact that. Uh, uh, this uh, retired Lariat captain uh, gave us very useful input on, on the handling of, of the cockpits. I'm sure his experience um, must have done a lot of good for your project. So any New Year gifts, any Christmas additions uh, to your cockpit? Uh, actually, uh, uh, I bought a neat little program today uh, uh, which will enhance the textures of uh, every default airport in, in, uh, in FS2004. So at the moment I... I uh, work on expanding our, our uh, charts database for our electronic flight bag. Uh, that's, that's the major topic for, for today. Okay, that's great. Um, how do you guys get to share your SIM? Well, uh, you know, I think uh, the, of the three of us, I think uh, Per is the one who uh, uses it the most. And, and I think both me, me as Lars and, and uh, Pelle, we do not use it as much as Pair, and I think that also reflects the interest. <laughs> I think okay. I think Pair is the most uh, um, interested in using the simulator. Has spent the most of the time, of course, also due, during the last years. Okay. Per, you're, you're also a doctor, so just as a question, uh, maybe this will uh, help all our wives and all our uh, girlfriends around the world. Um, does cockpit building help um, you improve your health? I think... Uh, Come on, <laughs> say yes. <laughs> <laughs> for, me, for, for me, it's, it has been a very... It's, it's very good to... to uh, for me, I, I, I get really relaxed. I, I, I like to focus on uh, uh, projects like this, and, and it's... Uh, uh, really helpful to think of something else than your your everyday life and, and work, uh, which uh, consumes a lot of my energy. So, uh, and also focusing on, on on a problem that you actually can solve, and, and 
see a, a, a nice result, it's uh, it's very very rewarding, I think. Yeah, and, and, and in addition to that, I would uh, also like to add um, that in my professional work, I work also as a project manager, and one of the things I said in the beginning that we should not have a, a plan for this work, just do is do it for relaxing purposes, and uh, I think maybe that caused it to take a little bit longer time, but it has been a, also a very relaxing uh, from from your ordinary work. Absolutely, I think it's an excellent um, stress down. Yeah, to de-stress and all the all all the meetings together and and uh, uh, all the coffee breaks breaks together and and. Uh, so uh, for me, I got uh, two new friends, uh, mm. also, which is very important. The social part of this project. Absolutely. And and just uh, sitting here right now, giving this interview, that is also very exciting. I think. Ah, sure. Okay, guys, it's uh, it's been really a pleasure to talk to you guys. Congratulations uh, to be our first build of the month for the year 2010. Thank you very much. That concludes this month's interview with the Builder of the Month conducted by our very own Vibal. Next month, we'll bring you another exciting interview with one of my cockpit's favorite and talented cockpit builder. Thanks to all of you, my cockpit is the largest home cockpit builders community in the world. You can access us at www.mycockpit.org. We want to thank the folks at FS Break for their support and technical assistance. FS Break is a weekly audio podcast that covers all things about flight sim, including news, reviews, and much more. You can find out more information about FS Break at fsbreak.net.